Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 53rd episode of Crime Over Wine, the only podcast with head-scratching true crime stories that are just better over a bottle of wine. I'm your host, Liam Collins, and this week, my guest co-host is a journalist, Chattanooga, and just all around, like, one of the most joyous ladies I've ever met in my life. My guest co-host this week is Andy Santoro. Hello, Andy. So good to see you. Good to see you. What a sweet welcome. Thank you. Only for you, Andy. Only for you. And so, Andy, so Andy and I first met um, a couple of years ago. I think we were both like like bottom of the barrel reporters. I feel like, well, not you. You you've been <laughs> totally. you've been around I for a while um, in, in in Chattanooga, and now Andy's like the host of her own freaking show. Oh, um, so you want to tell me a little bit more about that? It's a lifestyle show. It's much easier and uh, happier than journalism. <laughs> yeah. So true. Definitely not as exciting though. But um, yeah. it's happy. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm in you know the safe dry weather inside but um, yeah I love it and look at you with your own podcast I'm so proud of you we're all doing great things I love everything about it Liam like I told you the graphic design of it the the format Uh, everything uh, uh, good job thanks Keep going, keep going. We love it. <laughs> Andy, love you so much. Let's let's drink wine together. We've never drink drink wine together, so let's never. drink wine together. There All right, go. excellent. Well, this week we are drinking Simple Life's Pinot Noir. It's softly balanced with bright fruit and warm spice flavors. Opening with Bing cherry, thimbleberry, and vanilla pomegranate aromas, leading to baked cherries, raspberries, and subtle notes of cinnamon and nutmeg on the palate. Mm. A lot of different flavors going on in there. I am like bing, 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 like all all across the spectrum. So I'm very curious to see what this one's going to taste like. Here we go. Yeah. And I know, so when I dropped off the wine to you, Andy, you you specifically said that you love Pinot Noirs. Is that typically your go-to kind of wine? Pinot and Cabernet. I think I'll like Mm. this one because it sounds a little darker with a nutmeg and cinnamon. I don't love a real fruity sweet drink. Yeah, me neither. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And it does, it's definitely darker than than a Pinot Noir typically is. Barely. It's still pretty light, though. There's definitely, like, it's a very strong purpley-red flavor. It on is the, or, darker. Uh, color in there. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm probably, I'm going to go venture a guess that this is probably a mm. bit of a, it's definitely a darker flavor, but I'm going to go for a lot of different fruit flavors in there, too, all at right. the same time, just based on the, uh, based, based purely on the color. And you, this, the stuff you said was very fall-winter-like, so oh, I don't yeah. know if it's a winter wine if oh it has to be i'm sure i mean with nutmeg cinnamon pomegranate like that has to be i'm sure like just one of those wines that you just like curl up next to the fireplace (laughs) on like a cool winter evening your favorite murder podcast oh right or with your favorite murder podcast just like a thought so (laughs) excellent well cheers to you andy thank you so much for coming on so good to see you Mm. Mm. bold flavors I'm trying to pick out what those flavors are. I'm definitely getting pomegranate for yes, sure. Yes, that's very strong. That's the very, strongest. Very, very strong. Yeah. Um, and raspberries in there too. Cherries a little bit. Like I'm cherry. not so much getting cinnamon and nutmeg. Like not so much spicy flavors. Maybe a little bit in the back. Yes, exactly. I feel exactly. like I get that a touch. You're yeah. so good, Liam. Oh, uh, well, I've done this once or twice. Because you know? when you say it, I, it helps to, when you say it, then I can understand. I'm like, yes, right. that's right. Well, and that's what I try to do is, right, so we have the script open, like, right in front of us, is, and we, like, we'll, like I, anyways, like, we'll go through, like, each of those flavors and, like, take a sip and see if I can get that. And it does help to kind of, to kind of, like, focus in. I'm like, okay, right. am I getting pomegranate here? And, like, definitely pomegranate. For sure. That's so interesting. And I had that it has a vanilla aftertaste. Vanilla. Yeah, you're right about that. Yep. And and you know what? It opens up like vanilla in the back. You're right. Mm-hmm. Well, um, speaking of like inspiring um stories, I am pretty inspired by the by the characters in the story that we're that I'm gonna tell you about this week, Andy. Um, it and I have a feeling as I was writing this, I was like, Andy's gonna have a lot to say here, um, <laughs> because I know you're a mom of two boys, right? Yes, um, two and boys. so 
this involves you know a, a, a you know a parent situation and a really unfortunate um something really unfortunate happened to one of their kids um and so i want you to brace yourself a little bit here but Trigger we're going to get through this one together um but <laughs> together. so this week andy i would like to tell you the story about the freezing temperatures of british columbia canada when a vibrant young man with everything working for him seems to vanish without a trace what seems like an entire country starts searching for him this week i want to tell you the story of ryan stuka and the cold canadian night Twenty-year-old Ryan Stuka was everything to his parents, Heather and Scott. He was their firstborn child, and Andy, as a mom, I know you can relate to that kind of, you know, really unique connection. But you know, speaking as the youngest child myself, I feel like I should note here that that doesn't necessarily mean better or worse, right? It just is a little unique, different than the other ones, right? Yeah, it's very unique. It was just me and my son his first three years, and now that he's away at college, it's me the youngest mm-hmm. the next three years. But yeah, my. Yeah. My youngest has never had me alone, but that bond yeah. with your your first is 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 very very special. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ryan had two younger sisters and a dog that was his whole world. His parents shared with the documentary Peaks and Valleys the search for Ryan Stuka that the dog was absolutely obsessed with Ryan, and when Ryan was gone, the dog would stay alert, looking for him, looking out the window, and would know when he came home. Ryan was a very social guy. He loved hanging out with his friends and loved anything that meant having just a really good time. But he was also really hardworking, really responsible too. And to him, snowboarding was one of the best times that you could have. So in the fall of 2017, Ryan ended up approaching his parents about spending his winter break in Sun Peaks, British Columbia, which was about nine hours away from their home in Beaumont, Alberta. Ryan wanted to work as a lift operator at the ski resort. His parents tell the Peaks and Valley documentary that when Ryan approached them with this idea, they could tell he was nervous to ask and wasn't really sure how they were going to respond to it. But Heather and Scott were all about it. Ryan, again, was a really good kid and they wanted him to enjoy his winter break. You're only young once, right? And while they were really supportive of the trip, they fully expected him to come home, of course, either at the end of the trip, but maybe more likely, according to them, a little bit early once he inevitably got a little homesick. But Ryan left on December 1st, 2017, and he was texting his parents regularly all the way up until right before Christmas when Heather and Scott were trying to arrange him coming home for the holiday. But Ryan said he was having a great time at the resort and he wanted to stay with his friends for the holiday. Heather and Scott were surprised and a little upset by his decision since this would be the family's first holiday without him since he was born. But they were okay with his decision. Again, they trusted him and they wanted him to enjoy every single second of the trip. So they saved his Christmas presents for him to open when he returned and the holidays felt just a little bit emptier, of course. And again, they were kind of caught off guard by how much he was enjoying the trip. They couldn't really tell if it was because they expected him to get homesick or if it was just because they really, really wanted wanted him to I can totally understand that with an oldest child like you don't you know what are they thinking Right. what's going on yeah well and and you like a feeling you've never experienced before right like sending you know your child your child's like being nine hours away from you right and like like and just b- being like living on his own you know like and just like being his own like person like that like if it was like the middle or the or the youngest child that wanted to do this like maybe you've like been there done that but this is not the case right right it's interesting now i am literally reading this live with you like i have no idea where this is going but i wonder if there is foreshadowing here to how little they can i'm, I'm not going to say they, they communicate little because young men you know teenagers adult you know young adults they're not great communicators Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if they're the, like that they, they did they were caught off guard how he fell they didn't know yeah. uh, that they were on unex- this was unexpected whatever yeah well know. and Is again that... I don't necessarily know if that was like based off of anything that like Ryan said to them or like how Ryan at- interacted maybe like I kind of got the vibe that it was more so because like this was like like they're being very self um respect or intro- introspective here um and like acknowledging that like they probably just wanted that feeling from him right. they wanted him to like want to come home of course any parent like like there's like that like torn feeling I'm sure right um, yes, of like I want much. you to go off and enjoy and love your life but I also kind of want you home you know that that's kind of the feeling I'm getting oh I can so relate to that 
yeah yeah but again so he and but to be clear like when when i say like they were texting that he was texting them all the time like he was texting them all the time saying like i'm having a great time everything's fantastic i'm doing this i'm going to work like work was fine today and like like so like they were very much so in, in direct communication with with him um and so like he, they they knew what he was doing on a regular basis like it wasn't just like one of these situations where it was like okay go off like we'll see you in three months kind of thing you know right but you know again ryan was having a really great time at his trip and he was texting his parents practically every single day multiple times a day on february 16th 2018 ryan and his roommates had plans to go out again as they had been doing multiple nights since they got to the resort ryan had worked a full day that day and when he got home he got ready to go to a local bar with his friends for a silent disco party after a few hours they left the pub and headed to a house party that was being held really close to their house and andy you know really close doesn't even really begin to describe it here and i'm going to send you an aerial shot of the neighborhood so you can get a good juxtaposition because it's going to be important a little bit later on so i want you to see it there we go oh cool party house ryan's oh ryan's house is in the woods okay and this is his ski lodge house this isn't his family home Yes, correct. So yeah, so this is this is the house that he is renting. I'm presuming as he's living at at, or living and working at this resort. Yeah. Um, So yeah. So and so, but kind of notable, right? Like it's tucked away, packs everything, and then so then you'll see like the party house where they got invited to this party. Um, was you know is like like on the other side of the wooded area, like in like a very residential, jam packed, lots of houses, like very populated area clearly, but like his house tucked away nothing really there right so yeah i so point being so i think like important to note here i think there's just just kind of i i wanted you to kind of get like a good feel for kind of like the neighborhood that we're talking about here for sure um so you know ryan and his friends got to the party during the early morning hours of february 17th and they all arrived together everything was great and around two in the morning the friends decided that they were going to head home and this is kind of a complicated series of events here andy but they're very very important so everyone just listen carefully and get and stay with me here the roommates apparently physically leave the house one at a time. So one at a time, they get their coats on, put their shoes on, and head out the door to walk home. So one friend gets ready and walks out the door, and then the next. And they all apparently caught up with each other once outside, but Ryan was last to leave. And once they head out the door and the group gets back together and turn around, Ryan was nowhere to be seen. Crime Over Wine is sponsored by BetterHelp. As someone who's used therapy for years, I know that finding a therapist can sometimes be a stress on its own, juggling your full-time job, your family, your friends, your podcast, and trying to find the right therapist on top of that can almost feel impossible. That's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp matches you with a therapist that works for you on your terms. It's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you to one of 33,000 licensed professional therapists in as little as a few days. And because finding a new therapist is a lot like finding a new bottle of wine, if you don't jive with your therapist, you can easily switch to a new one at no additional cost. You can get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp by going to betterhelp.com slash crimeoverwine. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash crimeoverwine for 10% off your first month. Join over 4 million people who decided to get help and get happy with BetterHelp. The friends said they had assumed Ryan was just hanging back, lagging behind, a little under the influence, and was probably just taking a little longer to put his shoes on than everyone else was. But look, in British Columbia in February, it is like freezing cold. I saw some reports that it was negative 26 degrees Celsius that night, or about negative 14 degrees Fahrenheit. So they keep walking, again, assuming Ryan was going to be right behind them, and it was a five-minute walk home, no big deal. Ryan would surely be able to figure this out on his own and he probably had many times before since he moved to sun peaks very very cold oh freezing cold like I, like that cannot be healthy temperatures in any way shape or form but like i guess if you're in canada you're kind of used to it i'm assuming <laughs> and british columbia is rocky too like oh, yeah. it's mountainous oh, obviously mountain. they're at a ski resort right right and that picture I, you can't really tell the topography so yeah I mean, i'm getting like that it it's be rocky. pretty flat on um, like there's clearly a 
like what appears to be either like a line of rocks or exactly even a frozen little stream area i don't know if you can kind of tell the difference but it it does i can't i can't tell which one it is but it, it definitely looks to be like it could possibly be a frozen stream sure I mean, it's not a flat field. Back yeah. To his oh, house. definitely not. There's probably at least a hit, like a, like a semi decent hill or a decently sloped hill. Right. Wooded, rocky stream. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But like again, so I have to say, and again, like listen, like pausing here, right? Like we've talked about this so many times on this podcast, and it reminds me of the Kanika Jenkins case um, that we covered back on episode um, 34 of this podcast. Um, but like just a reminder to everyone out there, right? Like if like. Like, do not, like, if you're going out with friends, like, do not leave your friend behind in any way right. and under any circumstances. Um, strongly, you know, am going to insert that here because things, bad things happen, right? And, like, you know, spoiler alert, like, this is a crime podcast, bad things happened. Um, and so, so, so point being is, like, you know, like, if you're going to go out, like, you have to make sure that you are surrounding yourself with people that you trust and who, you know, who, you know, who's looking out for your best interest and whose best interest you are also looking out for. Like, if you're, like, if you're putting yourself in a position to, like, be under the influence of whatever you're being under the influence of, like, make sure that you are with people who you trust 100% and are, you right. know, at the very least going to wait for you to put your shoes on. So. That's right. I mean, it's two, three in the morning and minus 14 outside, no matter what. Right. I don't want to be, you know, drunk and walking home alone in the woods minus 14. Yeah, no, certainly not. Definitely not. Well, the next morning, Ryan still wasn't around. But according to the Peaks and Valleys documentary, it was really common for people working and or living at the resort to just crash on people's couches if they knew them, which makes sense, a good amount of sense to me, right? And like, these are all young people, you know, living their best lives. And so his roommates assumed that morning that he had either done that or maybe gone home with a girl. No biggie. But what was definitely not normal for Ryan was just like not showing up to his job. So later in the in the afternoon on February 17th, when Ryan Ryan was a no-call, no-show at work, his roommates decided that it was time for them to call police and officially report Ryan missing. Must be very out of character. Right. That they that they, they did it that quickly. That quickly. Yeah, yeah. Know? Oh, less than 24 hours had passed. And like, again, to the, to the police's credit, like they took it right away. Would have been really easy for them to be like, oh, he must be hungover, whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. We'll come back to it later. But no, they took it. Like 12 they, hours later. Oh. When you think about it, yeah. they did it in the afternoon. Right. He must just be so like true. a cheerful guy with all the vibes and yeah. he never showed up where is he right well and exactly and, and if you and it's and like this seems to be the kind of kid that's like you know i'm going to go you know i'm not going here to party like i'm going here to like sure have a good time but like also like i need to make a living somehow and like if i want to have a good time like i need to make a living and so like right. work is really important and so like someone like that definitely like no call no show not not gonna happen like me like i am definitely not the no call no show kind of guy right and so like i like if i am not at work like come looking for me you know what i mean right so did they call his parents oh not right away actually andy and they were you know clearly trying to do their own investigation and come up with a logical explanation before cluing in heather and scott and let's Mm -hmm. not forget they were nine hours away they couldn't really do much to help at least not right away right and so in the meantime ryan's friends were texting and calling people from the party seeing if they had seen ryan looking through security footage even and when they hadn't seen any sign of ryan anywhere they went as far as to call the local hospital as their last resort but no one had seen ryan since he left the party the night before so around 10 that night the roommates did decide that it was actually time to clue in heather and scott they called them and tell them what had happened to ryan wow i cannot wait to hear uh their reaction (sighs) i mean it's tragic yeah i can't imagine where i'm going on a trip at the end of the month far away from my boys for 10 days and Mm -hmm. I'm already like slightly panicking about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's a hard thing, right, to be that far away and especially for when 10 days. Yeah, for 10 days. Yeah, and especially I mean imagine 3 months, right? And like no, and like you're you're Yeah, you're like your parents are like, yeah, like let's do this like maybe a little hesitant there of like, oh, like do you really want to go? You know what I mean? And like it's like Literally. Hard. And so so <laughs> and then, you know, to get that kind of call that like the worst had happened, like you must just I can't even imagine the feelings you're feeling, I right? can't imagine yeah. either. Well, Ryan's parents' hearts dropped to their stomach when they heard this news, and as soon as they could, they decided to get into the car and make the impossible nine-hour-long drive to Sun Peaks. In the meantime, investigators were out in droves, searching all around the resort. They had volunteers, canine teams, drones, snowmobiles, and helicopters looking for any trace of Ryan. Heather and Scott were messes driving to Sun Peaks, waiting for that call, sharing the worst news with them. They were just waiting for it. They had 
to pull over several times because they were just too upset to keep driving. They had assumed that they weren't hearing anything because the investigators just didn't want to share the bad news with them while they were still driving, and so that made things even worse and more upsetting for them. But when they had arrived, what they got was in some ways so much better and in some ways so much worse, Andy, because the investigators didn't have any update to give to them, really. At least none that got them any closer to finding out what had happened to Ryan. Wow. It's like, what's better, knowing or not knowing? Right. I, you know? Ugh, I don't know. What is better? I have no, I, I simply couldn't. I mean, at least if you know, like, the nightmare is over, I guess, kind right. of. But like a new nightmare begins, right? So, I don't know. I simply don't know. That, that anxiety makes me want to throw up yeah. picturing, like, your child being missing. Mm-hmm. That, 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 where are they? What's happening to them right now? Right. Like, I, I don't know if I could drive. No, most certainly not. Most certainly not. You know, but, you know, police had been asking people who were at the party what they knew about Ryan's disappearance, and it wasn't much. Pretty much everyone at the party had the same exact story. They saw Ryan at the party and saw him leaving with his roommates, and that was it. No one really knew what his plans were after the party if he wasn't just going to go home with his roommates. Investigators had also been asking the public for security and trail cameras, not only for signs of Ryan, but also of any people or cars in the area the night of the party. But if that returned anything significant, police never ended up sharing that publicly. I know we're not, there's not a lot of detail, but I just want to know how hard they're interviewing the roommates yeah that's fair and like again so like everyone's drunk at this point right like not when the interview is happening but like when at the time of ryan's disappearance and so like like the lines are kind of blurred and like also it's kind of at this like weird place of like they had left everyone else was you know focused inside ryan was in the middle right and so it's like who's really keeping an eye on him oh, you know what i mean so it's like so I don't really know that, but that, that's a really good question, right? Because I mean, that has to, I mean, they're the last people who interacted with him, presumably. And so I do want to know everything that they have to say, like in detail, but those, those are like the most dangerous situations too, right? Because that's like, you're naturally in this place of like, I don't really know what's going on. You know what I mean? Where it's, and right. it's not in like any sinister way. It's just simply like, that's the activity that you're participating in. And so it like, again, like I have to say, like surround yourself with people who you trust, surround yourself with people who have your back. Um, and like, like keep tabs on things and like know like like know how people can get in contact with you or like no like find out where you are like luckily these days we have like all sorts of different ways to like for, for that to happen um you know though like this is a time when like things when like that stuff was like getting to that point um you know pretty well um but point being is like it's it's a tricky line to navigate because it's like maybe like do they have two different like if you're interviewing two of the roommates and like they have two different stories do they have two different stories because they are hiding something and like they're trying to figure stuff out um or do they have two different stories because they were drunk and like they They don't know and they have fuzzy memories and like this person remembers this thing but this person doesn't remember that thing so I don't even know. And like, I don't even, and like, frankly, I don't even know enough about this situation to know if they did have multiple stories or if they had all had the same story. It seemed as though they had pretty similar stories because we have a fair amount of detail into the, into how this whole interaction kind of came about. So I've, I, I feel like I, I feel like the police at this point, at least are like trusting the roommates enough. Right. Um, you know, but as the search for Ryan seemed to be hitting dead end after dead end, the harsh Canadian winter wasn't making things easier for them. The search was complicated by feet of snow piling on top of the snow that had fallen the night of the party. I even read 20 centimeters or a little more than half a foot of snow fell the night of the party alone. And eventually police had decided that they had run out of time. Get ready for that big test with Study.com. Study.com offers learning materials and test prep, even LSAT study prep guides for all of my legal nerds listening. Unfortunately, there aren't any wine study guides, and believe me, I did check. Listeners can get 30% off their first three months of any subscription level using the promo code CRIMEOVERWINE. Again, that's promo code CRIMEOVERWINE, no spaces, for 30% off your first three months at Study.com. Learn faster, stay motivated, study smarter with our sponsor, study.com.
All right, Andy, um, how is your wine tasting? This is, like, a really, like, we're getting in, like, slowly getting into this case, and so we, I need to know if, are you, like, sipping away, or are you, like, like saving it for the end of this thing? I'm just really into the story, so I even had to remind myself that we're supposed to be drinking wine and just sort of <laughs> being chill, but I'm really into this. The wine is very mellow. It really is a yeah. perfect oh, sort yeah. of, like you said, wrapping up in a blanket, Sipping on the wine in front of the fire and enjoying your favorite crime podcast. Yeah, I think I might have to put the Yule Log on the TV after this one. (laughs) I don't have a fireplace, unfortunately, Um, but that would be great. No, but you're right, because it is giving winter vibes for sure. The Like winter winter flavors, winter feelings, absolutely 100%. It smells really good, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I'm into it. Do you, so, so I do, so do you, are you enjoying the, like the flavors in general? Is anything popping out to you a little bit more than, than what it, than it was at the beginning? It's a tart wine. Mm-hmm. It's sharper. And it, and I was just about to say it's getting, it got sharper in the middle than it did at the beginning. Yes. Yes. It's got a sharp first taste and then it, and then yes. your mouth is like coated with a mellower, softer feeling. But yeah. that first thing mm. is, is almost a little strong. Yeah, 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 because we're because that you definitely get that like that heavy fruit flavor on the front for sure. Right. And so that's I think that's kind of like the the sharpness that we're that we're feeling. But then, <laughs> like you said, like you get like that vanilla y kind of yes. as it goes down for sure. So it, it does smooth out, um, which is interesting because I feel like I typically enjoy the opposite. Like I like to have it a little bit smooth, and then for the like the those big flavors to, um, to like you know come out in the back. Which is why I like Cabernets, um, but this oh. I'm actually really enjoying the the combination of flavors here. And I usually, y'all, I don't usually like Pinot Noirs all that much. Um, everyone knows I'm a Cabernet girl, and so this was. But I'm really actually quite enjoy, enjoying um, the flavor combinations and the the you know the the experience that this wine is giving. This Pinot Noir. Yeah, I agree. I love it. Yeah, you make this really fun, Liam. Oh, I do my best. Do my best. Well, talking about like new directions and stuff, um, this case is about to take a real sharp left turn, totally new direction. Let's go there. Oh, let's do it. Well, with no more leads into Ryan's location and the trails running cold and only being covered with more and more snow, investigators had decided that if Ryan was somewhere in a secluded wooded area, it was likely too late for him. So just two days after the search began, they decided to call it off and tell search crews and volunteers to stay home. Wow. I don't like that. Uh, two day, only two yeah. days of searching. I always wonder what determines when you see these mass, like five hundred people yeah. search crews walking through the woods and those big lines for days. And this right. one, they're calling it off after two days. Yeah. Well, and you have to like. I feel like it, it most certainly right has to be one of those situations where it's just a case by case of just like right. you know, hey, like this, like the circumstances are pointing to this, like the circumstances are pointing to something totally different here. In this situation, right, like more and more snow is piling on. It's, it's negative cold. degrees Dangerous. out there, and right. so it's like unless you have like a real definitive like like direction to take this thing, um, the assumption has to be unless you like skip town. Um, and like we're gonna get to like how much ground they covered in a second here. So like like the point being is like if they just happened to miss the spot where he was outdoors and like passed out or you know fell hurt whatever it was if, if that's the assumption that they're running on here, um, he probably froze right. And so like the, so, like the point being is like why have people out there like searching and like risking their own lives right, in, this, that makes in sense. this cold weather if the odds are like the odds are slim they're even going to find to begin with because right. of the, because of the conditions but on top of the fact that the conditions are likely not playing in his favor at this point well i'm curious how the family took it because i kind of know how i would take that that news and i know it's sort of morbid but like i would rather hear that one of my kids died of like uh yeah. freezing than like murder so. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't know how I would feel about that. Gosh. Well, yeah. You know, for them, though, it was a really hard pill to swallow, as you can imagine, Andy. They seem to be largely understanding of this decision, though. But it didn't stop them from hanging around Sun Peaks to continue looking for clues that would lead them to Ryan. Meanwhile, the typical places you would expect to see on some online activity were blank for Ryan. His bank accounts, social media activity, his cell phone records— all showed no activity whatsoever since the night of the party. So as Heather and Scott continued searching for their eldest son with the help of some local volunteers, they really expected that the best luck they would have was when Sun Peak's harsh winter was over. And eventually it did. But the snow melting didn't lead to any more clues to where Ryan could have gone. Well, what could have happened? 
I'm trying so hard not to read ahead because I am yeah. on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Well, and again, so let's let's like throw out this little um little teen town little spoiler alert because I know people get really pissed off when like there's no like definitive ending to like rat, like neat bow to this thing. There's no <laughs> neat bow to this thing. Just to be like crystal clear, I'm gonna like get you guys to the end of the story. We're gonna have some more details to get through, but like we're very much so in like a very open ended situation even today. Um. So let me just like get rid of that like you know real harsh like ending for those people who who yell at me but that being said there are, there are a lot of theories right but like point being is like we you know there we still have a lot of questions for sure and so like even at this point we still have a lot of questions um and you know heather and scott have a lot of questions too they ended up staying in sun peaks for three and a half months mm. before they had had to go back to beaumont in june for one of their daughter's 18th birthday who had been back home pretty much this whole entire time mm. but heather and scott had encouraged volunteers to keep at it in their absence and they had made some pretty strong connections with the sun peaks locals who had been the most active in the search for ryan heather and scott pledged to return until ryan was found and in the months to years to come they kept that promise they would live in beaumont when the snow started to fall and would live in Sun Peak searching every inch of the resort in town when the snow melted. Oh, that's so sad. They must be a very close family. You just kind oh, of yeah. get that. I, I would stay months. Yeah. Like, luckily for them, I would imagine anyways, I don't know this for sure, but like, I'm sure they have like the support at home to like take care of their daughter oh, in, in Sun yeah. Peaks, like looking for their son. Um, and so luckily... Like, this wasn't a problem for them. I can't imagine if they didn't have that support or, like, you know, like, the kids, you know, like, you know, couldn't come along with them, you know, like, the, how how complicated that must have been. And so, like, feels weird to say, but, like, they seem to be pretty lucky in the grand scheme of things, I suppose. Right. Well, like, they, they, keep, they keep saying they're searching the area. I don't understand because how – it doesn't look like that huge of an area. House to the house. Right. How much is there to search? Where are they searching? Yeah. Well, so by this point, they are searching everywhere, Andy. But at first, it was obviously much more centralized to where the party was held. So let's go back to that map, right? Let's pull that back up, if you don't mind, Andy. Um, You know, again, we are going to link to this on our website and in our show notes, too. So this isn't pictured in the photo we're looking at, Andy, but the roads to the houses connect. And so it's pretty clear, based on how the investigators are talking about this case, that Ryan's roommates, you know, likely took the road back to the house to avoid cutting through the woods. Sure. And again, this is like a five-minute walk home, nothing, not a big deal. But point being is, like, they didn't take the woods from from what they're assuming here. Um, they likely to walk down the street connect to where it connected and then walked, you know, back down the street to back to the house. But there is also the possibility that they're running off of here that Ryan may have attempted to take a shortcut through the woods. Now, this isn't just some trees and stuff. This is a pretty intense walk, possibly even over, like, again, we were talking about, like, this frozen stream. Um, but surely it would have been faster than taking the road. Plus, Ryan's adventurous. He's cold. He's a little drunk, and it's not a total stretch that he could have taken the path to get home a little bit faster. So this is the assumption police go down right off the bat when they're using the drones, helicopters, canines, etc. And they search every single inch of these woods in the days after Ryan's disappearance, but they find nothing. And, and they end up ruling out that theory within just a few days. So they don't seem to not be thinking that Ryan took the shortcut at this point. Wow, I don't know how they just assume that so quickly. I mean, the only thing I can think of is like, right, like this is like, there's a clear straight shot, right? And right. so like, I'm imagining them saying that like, unless he just like got really disoriented and went the totally wrong way, like they oh, would I probably see. say like odds are like he would be in like this central location right. some way, shape or form, like he couldn't have gotten that far, right? And so like the like, so I guess they had a, at some point just said, there's no way he's in the woods because we search every inch right. of the woods, right? And like it's not a very large stretch it's of woods not either. Huge. So oh, it no. wouldn't be that hard to to search. I would search that, reason. right? Yeah. Huh. Um, and like too, I have to say too, because there's this other part too. Um, that there, there's a pretty significant theory here. Um, that people believe that he that he still might have gone through the woods. Um, but like after he passed away like animals may have gotten to him mm -hmm. um to be clear like police don't think that's true because like most animals like there would be like some 
shred of evidence there to like you know to at least point to the fact that he was there at some point blood clothes yeah shoe something like that um and so that that does not seem to be the theory that they're going with here either but by the first anniversary of ryan's disappearance investigators said that they had found some items in their searches but they were all determined to have not been tied to ryan's case at all and they also say that there was no evidence that ryan had been met with foul play But interestingly, in this press conference they hold alongside Heather and Scott, a reporter asks if there was any evidence that Ryan was even still in Sun Peaks, and they said no, and went even further to say that they found no evidence at all. They're quick to say no to a lot of these uh, theories. (laughs) I I, I totally agree with that. And like, again, I think like, I think maybe not worded the best way that this investigator said it but um my assumption here is that maybe they're trying to say that like there was no evidence that they found that he was there like there was no evidence that they found that they left like they can't rule either out like there's zero evidence yeah exactly and so i think that's clearly what they're trying to say here but again not very well um so like i don't know i feel like they probably could have said like we are not ruling anything out at this point because we don't have anything to rule anything out you know what i mean but i was supposed to just saying like like are there any is there any evidence that he's still there and you just saying no. I mean, I just, Liam, yeah. how often you were a reporter, how often do PIOs have definitive answers like this? They almost never that, do. That's like, so, that's such a good point, right? Cause they, they'll, they dance around the subject. Right. right? And like, day three, they're so. like, he did not die in the woods. You know, right. day three, he did not go right. that way. And it's like, wow, please don't yeah, ever yeah. communicate like that. Yeah. And like, again, like, I feel like it's probably a little bit of, cause I feel like you get this a lot with like international cases where mm-hmm. it's like, they are a little bit more like cut and dry. Whereas Amer- in America, they kind they kind of dance around and that's like the press is a little bit of a different animal. And so like, like they probably, um, that's probably going through their heads a little, like that's probably playing into this situation a little bit here too. But like, to your point though, you're, you're right. Like they are ruling out a lot of things and like giving very definitive answers for a case where like you literally have nothing. Well, Liam, I think you're so right though about that. I never thought about that before international versus American because we're so litigious we're so afraid mm-hmm. of lawsuits so mm-hmm. I know the police mm-hmm. are always afraid to make a statement when investigations open and you could see internationally them not being afraid like they're sure. it's just not yeah. like us it's so true yeah and especially in Canada where like everything's nice and dandy and everything's fantastic but <laughs> yeah um, but you know by this point the word about Ryan had flown all around town like a household name at this point in Sun Peaks and the locals who had become heavily invested in the case of the guy who seemed to vanish into thin air had come up with their own theories about what may have happened to Ryan Stuka. Crime Over Wine is proud to support Emancipet. Unlike episodes of Crime Over Wine, veterinary care shouldn't be a mystery, which is why Emancipet is making vet care affordable and accessible to everyone. Emancipet is a nonprofit organization that operates an ever-expanding network of low-cost veterinary clinics in neighborhoods across the country, offering discounted and free vaccines, flea and tick treatments, spay and neuter surgeries, and much more. Learn more and support Emancipet's mission at emancipet.org. The first theory about Ryan involves some creative thinking here, I think to say the least. That theory is that Ryan may have actually left Sun Peaks, either voluntarily or involuntarily. Now, take all of that as you may, but to me, that would require some kind of trace of evidence, at least I would think anyways, a trail, video surveillance, you know, of Ryan's belongings, something, but that isn't necessarily the case here. But it would explain why all of these years later, we still haven't found like a thing tied to Ryan or like any sign of Ryan at all well he I'm always curious what they look like and I just looked them up good looking kid kind of a hippie vibe oh yeah um you know you just never know I I, I, again what we have so far and let's say this is real time and the police are just so vague surely if someone's going to disappear on their own volition and go into hiding or go escape and never you know witness protection whatever from their family they love so much there would have been mm-hmm. like signs of of that coming. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. And he does not seem like like. Listen, I throw out voluntarily, like like immediately, right? Like, there's no way right. in my mind that like someone like Ryan is gonna just like leave everything behind, like on no notice, like literally in the middle of the night, like when they're having a good time at a party. You know, like that doesn't make any sense to me at all. But like involuntarily, like 
okay, like, let's go down that path, right? Where, like, he was alone. So, like, that makes sense, right? Like, if he, if, like, all of his friends were gone and, like, he was all there by himself in the snow, like, you know, things were kind of crazy. He was, he might have been taken advantage of. So, like, that kind of makes a little bit of sense to me. But, but where I go is, like, okay, well, then why, like, where's the trail? Like, where's, like, the, the piece of clothing? Like, where's anything? Um, And, like, I don't know, maybe it's, like, again, maybe it's, like, the snow that's playing into this whole thing, right? Where it's, like, it's just, like, you know, like, covering up, like, any like sign of that of that location of a struggle or whatever like like why weren't there any witnesses like it was late but it wasn't that late so there's just like a lot of like things like it, I do feel like that again like would answer a lot of questions for me at least from like a theory perspective but like it st- would leave me with a lot more questions I think totally yeah so um you know the th- second theory you know feels within reason and we've talked about this already but I still again still have some questions about this Andy 100% that theory is that Ryan again may have cut through the woods but maybe like passed out from having too much drugs or too much to drink and froze to death and ended up succumbing to the element that's the most logical thing to me but the police were so quick to say no, that did not yeah. happen, which doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, and I would agree with that to a certain extent. The only thing that I would say is, like, then, like, where did that happen? If they searched, like, he couldn't have gotten that far, right? Like, if he was really that messed up. That's like, true. Like, he couldn't have gotten that far. And so it's, like, where, like, where did that, like, and, like, again, the house was a five-minute walk away in, like, the most extreme path that you could have taken and like if he really took like that direct path i can't even imagine it was probably like right. a two minute walk and so i just i don't know it's like it's like where did he go like how how do they not find any sign of him at this point if that's what really what happened oh it's so agitating i have to learn i have to find out yeah no me too hopefully soon but you know there's one last theory here andy um a final one you know that's really interesting and i just want to be you know crystal clear though that this is just a theory which seems to be fueled entirely by town rumors so like take that with a grain of salt that theory suggests that ryan may have never actually left the party at all according to that rumor ryan may have overdosed at the party leading people at the house to panic and instead of calling for help they decided to you know work together and get rid of his body i mean that's very conceivable yeah i could see it I could see that being the situation, but also, like, a bunch of drunk kids. Like, how well could you really get rid of a body without being caught? So, like, yeah, for sure. But, like... I don't know. And it's also like, it's worth noting here. Cause like I saw this theory um, in an article um, or excuse me, in a, in that, in that some uh, peaks and valleys documentary um, where they interviewed a, a local reporter for the local newspaper who like lived in the town her whole life. And she seemed like really adamant that like, not buying this at all because it just like didn't fit into like the town culture right it's like a happy resort town and it just like she was just like i just can't imagine like a group of friends like you know group of people you know roommates that like knew him better than anybody in the town um you know doing this and like and like like doing this period but like also getting away with it seem far-fetched to her anyways right well that's to her i mean we all have friends that are like naive and like can't they're like you didn't see that i totally saw that yeah and she's not an investigator at all she's a local news reporter so but didn't they say in the beginning they interviewed all those kids and they Mm -hmm. felt none of them that was another quick write-off they did like no 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 foul play that's fair and like again i have to imagine that like they're not like okay like not revisiting this at all right because of what what is being told to us but like they would they're you know they're so they're probably like keeping tabs on all of these possibilities at least a good investigator would in my opinion um so so i don't really know yeah i mean but but you're right though but they 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 like they seem to be like like okay like believing this a little bit too well for me like for my for my comfort in terms of like like nope there's like they could he couldn't have gone through the woods like because we looked through the woods like they they couldn't have it couldn't have been the friends because like we asked the friends you know what i mean like so i don't know but like also listen like like i have to say like i've seen this so many times and like it's like only once have i ever been proved wrong from this and Mm. everyone's gonna know exactly the case i'm talking about like a group of people especially a group of young people like can't keep a secret forever you know what i mean it's like it's like at some point somebody slips up at some point somebody tells like you know tells the wrong detail that like they that wasn't part of the plan so i don't know i i don't 
like listen i like i want like the, like like the crime lover in me right like wants this to be the explanation because at least then we know what happened to ryan but the like logical side of me just says like like how does a bunch of kids get away with this for so long well what's the documentary's vibes with the drugs like is he a druggie like are there is there hard drug use in the documentary no not really no not at all like, and like it, and if it like and this is strictly just you know what people are assuming may have been happening inside the house like there's nothing like definitive like and i don't even really know what drugs are talking right. about like my guess is probably like like worst case scenario probably like some marijuana like that that's probably like maybe some harder stuff but like ryan didn't really seem to be that kind of kid that no was, like, you showed up to work on that. time yeah right. so so i don't i don't know i don't i don't really know how much he was interacting with that um so so I don't know. I mean, but like, also maybe it was like, maybe this was the night to be like, mm, yeah, sure. Like I don't have to work until like the afternoon. So like, yeah, sure. Like I'll try this, this new pill that like people have been asking me to try. Like, sure. I don't know. Total, total assumptions here. Hey, stuff has fentanyl in it. One that's time so you're true. dead, you know? That's so true. Right. And like, that's how it happens. Right. Where it's like, it's like, you think you can handle this much because like everyone else can handle this much. Right. But like, actually like my tolerance is way lower. I just didn't know it. That's right. So, I don't know. But again, that's totally presumptuous. I feel like like we have no evidence to back that up in any way, shape, or form. Like, we, it's probably a safe bet that he was, like, either drunk or doing some sort of drugs. But, like, we just don't know. Right. Well, you know, to this day, Andy, there has been no sign of Ryan in Sung Peaks. Not a single piece of evidence that has been recovered. And, frankly, it feels as though they are no closer to finding him than the day he went missing. Heather and Scott still search through Sun Peaks every chance they get. There have been three total organized searches for Ryan, not including the dozens of informal searches by Ryan's family or invested locals. Today, you can find these little plastic green dinosaurs all around the trails in the woods of Sun Peaks with laminated notes attached to them with information about Ryan's case. And that initiative was based on a public statement that Heather made shortly after Ryan's disappearance. And Andy, I'm hoping you can read it for us, but fair warning, it's a doozy. Sure. So this is what his mom said. Day three of searching has come to a close and nothing new to report. And yet so much happened. The police with their dogs came along with a helicopter. Our most precious friends spent the day searching everywhere. Ryan's friends did the same. There's still no sign of him. You must know hope remains, but my heart feels heavier each moment that passes. Night falls and it gets colder and my son is alone. Sometimes I think I can't bear it, so I want to tell you one thing about my firstborn. I want him to be real for you. Oh, I know you know he's loved by his friends and by his family. He's smart and funny. Those are things anyone can say. I want to tell you how much Ryan loved dinosaurs when he was young. Every day he would ask us to play the dinosaur game. We would take turns describing a dinosaur and the other would guess the type. Scott and I started to study paleontology to keep up with Rye. Time passes, and what was once a passion faded, but it's these precious moments that I'm trying so hard to hold on to. So, Ryan, if you're out there, let's talk about dinosaurs. Thank you to everyone that has hope and prayers for Ryan. We're so overwhelmed by everyone who's gone above and beyond. You make this uncertainty more bearable. You will never know the depth of our gratitude. Ugh, heartbreaking. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I got a little choked up. For well, sure. absolutely. I mean, you have to, right? Because, like, again, like as a parent, like you, like the worst thing ever happens to your kids, and like all you can picture, I'm sure, right, is just like imagining them when they were, you know, five years old, young, innocent, like doing the most like innocent things, right? Right. And she says, "Night falls and it gets colder, oh, and my son is alone." Yeah, that got me. Uh yeah that's awful and and like again like like assuming that's really what happened to him you know what i mean like we don't even really know for sure if that's where he is like i i just can't like i just i can't even fathom i really just can't i think i would be one of those angry parents that's on the you know talking to the news and making yeah. all the investigators angry because i'm so mad about how slow yeah. things are going and then they're not telling us everything yeah well, and to their credit, and to Heather and Scott's credit too, right? Like they've been so patient, and like even right. they're interviewed in the documentary, and like again, I would be the same way as you. I don't even have kids, right? But like I would be the same way with you. I'd be a mess. Like I would be furious, like red in the face. Um, and like they were put together. They, you know, they shared what they needed to say, and like, but and like didn't cast blame on anybody. And like it would have been so easy for them to do, right? Like who, like who could blame them for like blaming an investigator or blaming one of their roommates or whoever? But like they did not do that. That, like they very much so kept it to the point of like 
like my son's out there people need to find him and this is what he was like and this is you know this is who he is and and we need your help right while i was reading this and even hearing sort of your passion behind this liam this is a real story mm-hmm. and i can tell you feel like you're advocating for ryan oh, yeah. even and share you're keeping it alive yeah well and that I mean, and again that's that's why you know that's why i do this podcast right i don't again i, I we talk about this so many times like these are not cases of you know, entertainment for me in any way, shape, or form. They shouldn't be for you. These are, you know, we share these stories because, you know, they need your attention, right? And so oh, this is that. a really good example. Again, like if you're in the the Sun Peaks area and you, and this is the first time you're hearing about, you know, Ryan Stuka, like next time you're out and about, like look for those, for, look for that little, you know, like green dinosaur, which by the way, like the whole point of that green dinosaur, um, it, the thing that it says on the laminated little note is something along the lines of like, you know, if you, it, you know, I'm, you know, um, I represent Ryan Stuka you know um he went missing on this date you know if you see this dinosaur snap a picture and share it on your social media pages um to like get that word out there and so like so like point being is like if people are around there like look for ryan like next time you're just out for a hike like look for things that are just a little bit out of place look for that green dinosaur like look for things that can help elevate the story beyond just like you know hearing this and forgetting ryan because like you this was such a crazy story and like we're gonna move on from this because like wow but like like now let's do something about it that's that's how i see it that's really awesome liam and i almost want to apologize for you know, making this sound like a cozy, fun kind of thing when this is mm. serious, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's, it is crime podcasts are, are, are interesting and, and are, you know, we, we get carried away in our yeah. imagination, but this is real. This, yeah. there's a, there's a, a body out there or a person yeah, you know, kidnapped or whatever could have mm-hmm. happened. And then yeah. a mother sleepless. Yeah. And again, I want to reiterate, like you can help find him like you can like you even if it's just sharing this episode to like a friend like you can help find him you know what i mean so well you know ryan was last seen wearing a gray white shirt a blue coat dark jeans and a burgundy ball cap with the logo of the norwester athletic association rugby team on it he has dirty blonde hair brown eyes and is about six feet tall and weighs about 180 pounds if you or anyone you know knows anything about Ryan Stuka's disappearance, call the Kamloops Royal Canadian Mounted Police at 250-828-3000 or the Crime Stoppers of British Columbia at 1-800-222-8477. There is a $15,000 reward that leads to Ryan's location. Well, that is all that we have for you this week, Andy. Um, thank you so much for coming on and talking about Ryan and, and helping elevate his story because you're part of it too now, whether you like it or not. So <laughs> I love it, Liam. I'm honored to have played a, a role with you and, and yeah. gotten to do this with you. And I'm so proud of you. It's very yeah. impressive. You're well, a pro you. at this. Oh, well, thank you. I'm trying my best. Um, well, tell everyone you do great work on your on your show and tell everyone where they can find you and your work online. Well, we're uh, live at 10 a.m. on News 12, Monday through Thursday, and you can stream us at WDF.com or find me on social media, Andy Santoro TV on pretty much Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, all the things. Well, thank you again so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. And thank you all so much for listening. We are going to put all of our sources on our website so you can read everything for yourself and probably come up with a few theories too. And if you are just loving this podcast and are just looking for a way to tell everyone and anyone about it, the best way to help people discover this podcast is by leaving us a five-star rating and a review wherever you are listening right now. So make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're wondering what we have in store for you next week, here's a quick sneak peek. Hello, everybody. It's Liam. And I'm Lori Mitchell. And next week, I'm entering the crime vineyard with a callous case of a brutal attack that took the life of an Iowa Spanish teacher. Why was Noema Graber killed? You are going to need two bottles to wrap your head around this one. And we'll tell you all about it next Wine Wednesday on another episode of Crime Over One. Proud member of the Podnougan Network.